Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Jonah 4, Yonah Perak Dalid, and this is Saul Weiner of your host for the podcast. At the end of the last podcast, uh, which was chapter 3, God had forgiven the people of Nineveh because he saw that they that they repented with the full heart, and more, most importantly, he saw from their actions that they changed their ways to um, and re- returned all of the uh, stolen goods and ended their oppression of others, and therefore God had mercy and rescinded the evil decree. Now we look, to, we begin chapter 4, um, and we're going to get a much better idea of Yonah, Yonah's reaction, why he was upset, um, and God's reaction as to why he had mercy. So let's start chapter 4. Vayera, this is verse 1. Vayera el Yonah ra'a vayichar lo. And this was the fact that God had mercy on the people of Nineveh was very uh, upsetting to Yonah. He was extremely upset and he was angry. And he davened, he prayed to God. And he said as follows, Please God. This was my words. This is what I have been saying ever since I've been back on my land. Many of the commentaries assume that this means ever since I was back in Israel and I heard this command to go to Nineveh, this is what I have been saying. Now, Yonah doesn't say what it was that he was been saying since then, but he just says, this is what I have been saying. This is why I got up originally and ran to run to Tarshish. Because I knew you are a God of mercy and compassion. You are slow to anger and you are full of kindness and you will change your mind from doing evil. So this is what I've been saying the whole time, Yonah says that I've been saying that you are going to change your mind. Okay, but what is exactly Yonah upset about? Why is that such a bad thing that God should change his mind? And then Yonah continues in verse 3, And now God, I'm so upset, just take my life away. I would rather die than live. This is a very, very strong statement. <clears throat> it's extremely rare and on, the only other time any prophet ever wished for death, no matter how upset they were, either upset over, over their difficulties that they had to do in order to carry out God's message, whether they were successful or not, whether the people listened or not, and so on, all of the prophets in the Bible take upon themselves those difficulties as part of their mission and suffer through them because this is their job. However, Yonah over here was so upset over a successful mission that he even asked for death. Or what seems to be at least a successful mission. God sent him to bring the message of repentance. They repented and everyone was, uh, and the decree was rescinded. Um, one way of understanding this is that Yonah was upset because, because he brought, he predicted a calamitous outcome which didn't happen. So it was an unsuccessful mission. However, I would like to explain this in a little bit of a different manner. If we look, the other, only other place we see in the Torah where a prophet says similar language, I would rather be dead, 
is Eliyahu, Elijah, in Kings in Kings one, verse nine, uh, chapter nineteen, verse four. Um, there, after the famous story when Eliyahu, Elijah, challenged the false prophets of the idol Baal at on Mount Carmel, he challenged them to a to a face off, so to speak. Um, to see who the real God is. And Elio won the challenge. Uh, the people saw that the true God was the only God, was God himself. And everyone, all of the people surrounding uh, there at the mountain bowed to God and said, God is one, God is the only God, and so on. Immediately afterwards, the evil king Ahab and Jezebel, his queen, or Ahav and Izebel, Rather than turn around and start worshiping God, they continued to persecute and pursue Elijah to destroy him. And he had to run off into the desert to escape. So when he was running off into the desert, he, he was, it says here in the verse, I'm reading verse 4, Kings 1, chapter 19. And he asked um, for his life, um, to die by Omer, and he said, Rav, ato Adonai kach nafshi. This is enough. Now, God, just take my soul away. Because I am no better than my forefathers. What is it, it being, what happened there that Eliyahu asked for death? It seems obvious that Eliyahu had just achieved his greatest success, but immediately, and thinking that now I finally turned to the people, I finally changed the king, I finally brought them to where they should be and where I want them to be. But then moments later, poof, the people go right back to their evil ways, and here I am running for my life again. <clears throat> it is that feeling that I'm unsuccessful, the feeling that no matter how many times I'm successful, the people keep going back to their ways. I think it's an important lesson for us to see here by Yonah too. Yonah suddenly, um, what Yonah is saying here, and I'm going to read again verse 2 in chapter 4. And, and uh, what Yonah is saying here is, if the people of Nineveh actually did repent, and the people of Nineveh actually did change their ways, and it meant that they are going to stop oppressing others, and that they are going to stop oppressing the Jewish people as well, and all the nations around them, and that this was going to be a new world of peace, then of course I would be happy. However, Yonah knows from experience that this is not how people are. People will repent and be good today, but then tomorrow they're going to change their ways, as we see from history. If we remember um, in, uh, in Isaiah uh, chapter 10, where, where the, the uh, people of... Um, the people of Ashur were the shevet api, were the rat, the stick of uh, the the rod of anger with which God struck the Jewish people uh, a generation or two after Yonah's time, where they came and attacked and 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 destroyed the northern the entire northern kingdom of Israel. Yonah knew and understood that this. Why did he know and understand that? Not well, maybe out of out of a prophetic understanding, but much more out of personal experience. His whole life, he knew and understand as a prophet that he's going to bring messages of repentance to people, and then they're going to change their ways, that they're going to go back to their ways. So Yonah is thinking, why is it that I, this success is not really a success? And then what Yonah means to say now, I'm going to translate verse 2 again. 
he prayed to God by Omar and he said, please God, don't have mercy. He's praying, don't have mercy on them. Because this is my words. This is what has been happening with what I have been saying ever since I have been born. Ever that that language of Adayusi can be understood as meaning ever since I have been brought to this earth. Whenever I brought a message, people repent, and then the next day they go back to their usual ways. That's why I ran to Tarshish because I had no interest. Because I had no interest in doing this again. Because I know that you, God, are a God of mercy and kindness and you're slow to anger and you're constantly changing your mind from doing bad to people. So what's the point? What's the point of going through this roundabout exercise? And then we can understand the remainder of this chapter. So let's continue studying in chapter 4. And God says, Are you really that upset? And that's all God says. You're really that upset that I have mercy and kindness when people do better? So then... We see the next story and we can understand it so much better. Yonah, this is verse 5. Yonah left the city and he stayed, remained east of the city. And he made for himself a booth. And he sat underneath that booth in the shade. Until he can see what's going to happen to the city. Now, why is he seeing God, God had mercy on the city? He rescinded the decree. Apparently, he's thinking that maybe God is going to listen to his prayer before and decide to actually destroy the city. So Yonah is still thinking, well, maybe God's going to change his mind. Maybe God's going to change his mind. And God prepared a, a, a plant, a special plant called a kikayon, some kind of a vine. And it grew above Yonah's head, to be a shade for his head, to save him from suffering and discomfort. And Yonah was very happy over this plant because it gave him really nice, thick, good, cool shade to sit in. And then God prepared a worm, some kind of parasite. That came by, so that by the next day in the morning, the worm destroyed this plant by Yivash and it dried out. By so when the, the, the midday came and the sun was shining strong, and God prepared a strong, dry, easterly wind. And the sun shone down strong on Yonah's head, and he became exhausted and tired. And he said, I would rather die than be alive. One way of understanding this is Yonah is wishing for death simply because of the suffering of sitting in the booth. But remember, it was Yonah's choice to sit there. Yonah could have done a million other things. He could have went back to the city and asked for shade. He could have taken a caravan and walked back to Israel. Yonah chose to sit there. Why is he saying again, Tov mosi mechayai? I would rather die than be alive. Clearly, Yonah understood that the mess. He already understood the message of the Kikayon. The message of the Kikayon was was obvious, that God is saying, that that I know and understand that things are temporary. Things look good today and look bad tomorrow, but I will still act upon. But when you had the Kikayon, you were happy about it, even though you even then knew and understood that it might dry up tomorrow, but you were still happy about it and you felt happy with it. I, God, also look at the world this way. I deal with the world with the way it is. 
because people still have a choice to be good or be bad. Just because I know that most of the time people go back to their evil ways, but right now they're repenting, they're being good, I have mercy because they have a chance. They can be good tomorrow. And then it continues, God says, Vayomer Elohim al God said to Yonah, Are you so upset about this message of the Kikayon? About the message of the plant? Vayomer and Yonah said, Hey Tev, Charoli Admavas, I am so upset that I would rather die. If this is the world that I have to live in, that all of the messages that I bring to the people, this is the aloof prophet, the holy one who brings these messages that keeps on saying, yes, I live this life as a prophet, as a holy man. But I keep bringing these messages to the people and they keep messing up. Why do you keep having mercy on them? Just punish them already. And I am very upset about this message, so upset that I would rather die than live my whole life constantly bringing about a message of futility, a message which never helps. By Yomer Adonai and God says to Yonah, you don't understand. You were happy over the Kikayon when you had it. You never worked, you didn't do anything for that Kikayon, but you still understood that you should be happy while you had it. You didn't work it, you didn't plant it, you didn't raise it, you didn't water it, you didn't plow a field for it or anything. It comes one day and it goes one day. One night it's here, the next night it's gone. <laughs> but you still understood that you should be happy with it because at the moment that you had it, it was something to be happy about. Verse 11. And should I not have mercy on Ninveh, the great city, that within that city there's more than 120,000 people, innocent people, children who don't even know the difference between their right and left yet. They have never sinned. They are innocent people, and innocent animals that never sinned. If I were to destroy them the way you're saying, then I'm not giving a chance to the innocent ones. The innocent ones that are there, they're innocent. They don't deserve to be punished. And God says, I look at the city and see so much innocence. This is a great city for me, God says to him. Now, Yonah, it's interesting because God does not say that shouldn't I, shouldn't I have mercy on them because they repented. Because even though, yes, it's true, God acknowledges Yonah's uh, complaint. Yes, you're right. It's true, tomorrow they might change their mind. The people of Nineveh might go back to their evil ways. These children may grow up and follow the evil pathways of their parents. But right now, they're innocent. Therefore, God says, I sent you to bring them a message of repentance. That was your job because I want to give the chance to those 120,000 children that they may grow up and maybe they will choose the right path. Because that's the way I work, God says. Because I look at them the way they are now. And the way they are now is innocent. And, even, and I want to give those parents a chance to repent because I want to have mercy on them. Because maybe they will make the right choices in the future. This is the message of this chapter. And this is how I understand why Yonah was so upset. Thank you. Um, so much for, for studying the book of Jonah with me. Looking forward to studying more books of the Torah together.
Um, this is uh, Saul Weiner, the host of your podcast. Mm-hmm.